Y'all, it's all about God's glory. But what does that mean and how can we take part in it? What happens when we do? Are you experiencing an overflow of God's grace and abundance or an overwhelming sense of stress and frustration? We're talking about what really happens when you have God intentions. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. Are you equipped for the real battle? And the spiritual is not just about your weaponry. It's about what you consume and who's calling the shots in your life. You are listening to the Pantry Podcast, Season 7, God Intentions, where we look at the way we live and ask, is this from God or do I just think this is good? Help us fuel 59 countries with spiritual nutrition. Donate on Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Man, how awesome is it to be here? God intentions. This season's been hot so far. Yes, yes. So first off, happy Thanksgiving. If you live in a place celebrating Thanksgiving. So what are you thankful for? I am thankful for someone crushing the serpent. Oh, yes. Yes. If if y'all hadn't seen it somewhere on some form of social media or something, (laughs) she killed it with her pumpkin this year with a lion, the serpents, and it said crush the serpent man that's awesome y'all check it out yeah check out our instagram the pantry podcast and you'll be able to see a reel where i took three and a half hours and made it 47 seconds of how we carved out that pumpkin um but yeah so before we start you wanted me to shout out yeah shout out some some, some more countries all right so shout out to argentina shout out to argentina ethiopia and Iceland. Yes, so thank you thanks, to guys. whoever is listening awesome. to us there. If you know someone there that loves the Lord or that would be down to hear this, even if they don't know the Lord, share our episode with them. That is awesome. Isn't yeah. It? I just love how the Lord works, how he just overflows, right? Everything. Yeah. And you know, this episode is actually <laughs> called Overflow. Um, he is so abundant. Yeah. God is so abundant. It's amazing. Um, the verse that always comes to my mind when I think of this overflow, right? I know y'all cliche maybe, but whatever. Psalms 23, five, <laughs> you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I like how there it starts out with God, right? Yeah. It's like, it's God. Yeah. My cup is empty. Okay. I might even get halfway. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. My <laughs> nature, man, I'm telling you my, my, my flesh sometimes just rears its little heads. So I don't even know if I get to halfway up on my own. <laughs> I might have zero in there. <laughs> But then God comes in and he just pours into people. He pours into you. He pours into me. When we put him up in front of everything, I'm saying everything. I'm talking he has to be your God. Your wife can't be your God. Your girlfriend can't be your God. Your fiance can't be your God. Your husband can't be your God. But when you put God up there, he has this way of just amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. And in honor of the fact that it was Thanksgiving, we looked up a verse that had the word Thanksgiving in it. And we happened across a verse that just encompasses this whole season, funny enough. And we'll kind of go into that. Um, But the verse is 2 Corinthians 4.15. And it says, all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be a great thanksgiving. And God will receive more and more glory. So like when we think about overflow, I think that sometimes people hear it maybe in the prosperity realm, maybe from a pastor and you're so triggered by the word by this point, you're like, they're prosperity, but, they, but they're just speaking about the actual factual overwhelm that comes. You can hear it in all these ways, but it's not always defined because I think the flesh still is thinking about what we want to have overflow in the flesh. Mm. But God's talking about what we overflow in the spirit. And yes, we might have oil because I think when I think of overflow, yeah, I think yeah. of the story of all of the jars getting filled Ooh, with oil, right? you know, and it's like until they ran out of jars, 
there was there was an abundance of oil until they just didn't have anything else to hold it oh, with. You know, so awesome. I mean, I think that's of awesome. an oil too. Um, Man, or you could take it to the other side of that with the the woman who brings the the, the perfume, right? Yeah, I like that too. Like just this this <laughs> anointing, right? It's like, but watch this. She breaks the glass. Like there is no way to to keep it restore it yeah. nothing she used it all and just laid it all down yes. because it's for god's glory That's right true. it's an overflow and you know i was i, was, <laughs> I love this too I, I love when i hear these things because it's like oh wow pump pump i want to just like post that out everywhere and, and what was that pastor the other day who said he was like are you oh do you root and cheer for your sports team right and you don't say amen at church where is god's glory yeah and, and i'm not trying look don't take that personal y'all i'm looking in the camera i'm looking at y'all unless you but, need to unless, okay true okay that's that's my <laughs> well, half. i love it, it all the love right the imagine love. what god has done in this yeah you know this oh like, just he overflows us yeah like he took away all of our sins he cleansed us with his blood i mean he rescued us from our iniquity he has taken all of my sin and washed it away why wouldn't I want him? And why would I want to receive that pouring in? Yeah. That's, I, I sit in that amaze sometimes. Because yeah. when you open up to him, that brother just fills you up. Right. And that makes me think, because I didn't have this before, but are you allowing your emotions to overflow and thus mm. overwhelm you? Or are you giving yourself permission? That's the, it's good news that you can give yourself permission to do this because it means it's something you can actually do something about, right? Are you giving yourself the permission to allow an overflow of thanksgiving toward God to come out of you. Mm. Because I think sometimes you said sports, maybe you're not into sports, a concert, um, anything really, like anything that you get excited about. Think about the last time you got excited about something that wasn't necessarily God. How did you exhibit that? Were you jumping up and down? Were you squealing? Were you like, you know, like, did you high five someone? Did you say, yeah, you know, whatever it was. Were you like pumping it up, singing every word of a song that maybe isn't even a Christian song? Maybe it is, but it wasn't at church. And then at church, nothing comes out. And I'm not saying like beat yourself up about that. I'm saying take that to God and ask him why. Give yourself permission because there's there's something there. It's like if, if you just stand and listen and bop your head at a concert and if when your favorite sports team wins, you're like, yeah. Well, then I don't expect all the hoopla anyway, like at church, right? Because like at church, you might be like, yeah, God, thanks. But if you are someone <laughs> who does all the pump up somewhere else, like really I go mean, to yo, God. Right, right. If you're sitting yeah. there and you're, and you're, okay, look, I'm saying, I'm using like sports It's a perfect references, example. And I don't even watch them. <laughs> oh, don't hate us for that, y'all. I, 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 people say, me. who's your team? I'm like, uh, Denver Broncos, because that's where I'm from, Denver. But uh I, I like that idea though. I think that like when we're in worship, when we're in praise, when we're really like just pouring it out and saying, Hey God, I, I recognize you for who you are. We go from overwhelmed to overflowed. Right. Um, now look, I said, we go from overwhelmed to overflowed, which means I'm not saying that we won't feel those, those, right. those feelings, right. you know, we won't, we will not, not feel it, but it's so much faster of a recovery. Yeah. When you, when you, you're in that, you start to feel that overwhelmed and man, praise God. You know what, God? I don't know. Today, you gave me breath. I I, I love that. I, I wake up daily, and it's like, thank you for the breath. And I really appreciate yeah. that breath he's given me. And then I'm, the next word's always out of my mouth. Like I pray with little Kalia. is yeah. like, show us, Lord, how to use that breath to love others. Yeah. Um, but it's something that we have to recognize. It's something that we have to go through. Um, in Isaiah, right? Isaiah sits there, and, he's, and he sees the Lord sitting on the throne. He gives it this vision, right? And he <laughs> sees the Lord sitting on this throne, and it's high and lifted up, right? It's just a beautiful picture. Yeah. I mean, if I sat in front of God, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Right. And, and, and the seraphim are flying around. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Right. Mm -hmm. His glory is here. In that first verse, it's like 
I don't have to wait for his glory to be here. Like, wait, I'm waiting on God's glory. No, uh, no. The cherubim are sitting there saying, the earth is filled with his glory. Yeah. Which means it's, look, watch. Oh, if you're, you're not seeing it on video, but I'm touching the air. I'm like, there's his glory, 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 glory. You know, I, maybe that's a little too much. <laughs> but it's like, but that's the feeling. And see, then the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, right? The house was filled with smoke. And then, of course, you know, you're sitting in front of God now. And of course, what, what happens? You're like, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy. Man, I'm full of iniquity. Oh my gosh. And that is exactly what Isaiah does. He says, woe is me for I'm undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And then it's like cleansing comes, you know, this recognition of God, this beauty. And it's like, okay, we've been cleansed. Y'all, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Positional sanctification right there. You've been cleansed. You have been cleansed. We we need to recognize this and see. So he's been cleansed. And so it's like the seraphim flies over to Isaiah and with this hot coal, right? And he's like, Psh, oh man, Ooh, I burned my lip before that. Right. <laughs> but anyways, he touches the mouth and behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. And then it's like the change. It's like, wow, when you realize all this, and it's kind of what we're talking about tonight. It's like, where do we go with this? Where, how do, you know, from that position of this overflowing, this overflow, you start to feel this abundance. You see that grace abounds and abounds and abounds. You see that grace is like the ticket to, to, the, to the throne of grace, which gives us our strength, right? You, you start to understand this unpacking of everything that God has for you. And then he says, so who will go for me? Mm. And what does Isaiah says? He says, I will. Mm. Now, that is the fire. That's at the heart. That is the fire. That's at the heart. And so normally I have my thoughts in my head, but I wanted to get, this one came and I wanted to get it so right that I wrote down more notes than normal. And there's Bible verse. So if you're watching on yes. the video, you're going to see me not look at you. My bad. But if you're listening, you don't care. So, <laughs> but this whole season, God intentions. A lot of times it's like, okay, you're talking a lot about what isn't God intentions, but what are God intentions? You're saying it's God's will. You go to God's word. And you're kind of going to him to find out what the green lights and the red lights are. But like, what is it actually like? How do I actually find in a tangible way these God intentions? Mm. And this verse that we gave, when you kind of walk it back, it shows you a roadmap that gives you a great starting place because it, it, it's at the root. I'm like a derivative distilling kind of person. Like I'm always like, let's go to the root and just dig it down, drill it down, mm. find the heart of it. And so when you go into 2 Corinthians 4.15 and you walk backwards, right, it's all about God's glory, right. right? That's what you see. It's all about God's glory. We're made for his glory, like in Isaiah 43, seven, where it says that everyone who is called by my name, God's name, whom I created for my glory, whom I created for my glory, right. whom I formed and made. So over and over, we see this, like you can look up God's glory verses and you're going to see over and over, we've been made for his glory. When we do righteousness, we give him glory. All these things give him glory. You know, he already has his glory. He, everything he's made kind of reflects that. And so you can look at that and ask yourself this question when it comes to good intentions like you mean well but who the heck knows versus no this was a god intention i was intentionally aiming for god the question you can ask is what are is what you're doing bringing god glory mm. and you can look backwards in that verse so from the back of the, from the end of the verse god receives more and more glory when what when there is great thanksgiving great thanksgiving about what over what God's grace reaching more and more people. And this is for our benefit. And that's the mind-blowing part is he gets all his glory and that's for our benefit. And of course, it's also for the benefit of those who receive this good news and it's for God's benefit because he's getting more glory. So when we focus on bringing God glory instead of ourselves glory, it's better for everyone. Everybody wins, mm. except, you know, the devil. 
that's fine. Um, so, you know, to sum that all up with a bow, are your choices showing the gospel and bringing God glory? Mm. And it, that doesn't always mean like, you know, will this job overtly give me the ability to constantly evangelize, you know, with like a poster or a t-shirt or something. Like, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, is it showing the light of Christ? Is it giving you whatever this choice is that you, you have to make? Is it reflecting your faith in God? The fruits of the spirit. We know what the fruits of the spirit are. Like that's, that's at right. the root. That's how right. you figure out. That's your filtration system to figure out what are God intentions. I think another way also to add to, you know, tangibles, you know, right. takeaways right. is this recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bible does say, you know, don't, you know, don't focus and don't stay stuck on what's behind you. You know, don't worry about what's ahead of you. Worry about today. That's enough to worry about. But I sometimes, I, no, I, I like, I like in spiritual temperature. Mm-hmm. I can look back at my past. I can look back at what I've done. And I can sit there and say, hmm, wow. You know what? Day by day, I'm being transformed. Right. This recognition brings this, this reality to transformation. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you're saying, how do I get to this God intentions, you know? Yeah. Well, when you start to recognize the transformation, you start to recognize how good he's been to you. Mm-hmm. You want this to serve him, right? Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. The world transformed me to the pit <laughs> that took me to the rock of salvation. Yeah. And that is where at 41 years old, transformation started to begin. Right. You know, it's like, it's like no, no, you know, the world can transform you, man. You can, you can make something of yourself. And you can. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say it and, and I'm speaking for me. You know, I'm going to speak for me. But at the end of the day, I had to really do a self-evaluation and say, well, am I really happy or am, am I struggling in some form or another? And I was. I was struggling in some form or another. And the road took me down the path, right? So, but then, you know, when you hit that rock of salvation and then you start this recognition, it's like boom, 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 boom. And all these things line up. Da, 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 da. And it's like, <gasps> God's good. Because sometimes in season, you don't see it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, for God intentions, it's like, okay, that's God's intention. Yeah. That valley, you can walk through that valley dry or you can walk through that valley with life running water. And and you might not feel it right now. Yeah. You might you might not feel this overflow. You might be sitting here in that, you know, like, like our opener said in in the struggle, right? It's like are we overflowing? Are we in this grace and abundance, you know, or are we in this stress and frustration? And maybe you're in that stress and frustration right now. But let me tell you something. How many times have we been in that stress and frustration and then we get to the other side of this valley and we're standing on top and we're looking back. We're like, yo, God sifted me. (laughs) (laughs) And yo, there's some things that have been changed inside of my heart. Yeah. And it takes you to this overflow. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm thinking of a lot of things about how how you access this overflow Mm, mm. and ways like misconceptions, like hearing all of this, you might think that you... There's a lot of people that fall into one of these two camps and you might fall into both camps depending on the season you're in. But if you see yourself leaning too heavy in either side, I challenge you to jump on over to the other side a little bit and get your feet wet in the other type of verse. So there's the person who constantly chases after the verses that beat them up, that convict you and rip you up and remind you how wicked and wretched you are. But that's all, that's, that's where you focus. The verses that almost, that like people love to use to like make people question their permanent salvation all the time. You know, like those kind of verses, those hard verses. There's the other side where we prefer the really happy verses like Jeremiah, uh, you know, my plans are not to, to harm you, but to prosper you. You know, Romans 8, 28. These are all awesome verses, right? Um, but they paint 
a partial picture again. And when you're looking at how to access this overflow, like you said, when you realize what God's done for you, it's so important. And I'm going to shout out one of our pastors, Pastor Zeke, because he had an awesome sermon a few weeks back that said that unless you really realize all that he's forgiven you of, like just Mm. how messed up and the things you've done, just how messed up they are, you won't be as thankful Mm. because, you know, and it goes back to the woman who broke the perfume over his head and wiped her tears off his dirty feet with her hair and kissed those dirty feet, right? She was considered this sinful woman and yet she was so thankful. So it's important to know, hey, without God, I'm like a car with bad gas in it. I'm worthless to for my actual purpose. I'm a car. I might look great, but I can't be driven for any good, right? right. But when you have Christ, when you have the right mm. energy filling you and moving you, then it doesn't matter what you look like. You're of use. And so it's important to be like, okay, yes, wicked and wretched without Christ. The good news, I've got Christ. Amen. I, I Amen. Like, okay, so what? I was wicked and wretched. Without him... So, okay, yes, but praise God, I have the thanksgiving and the realization that he has filled me with that gas where I can go and I can be used and I can be improved. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a work in progress and he is faithful to finish the work. Man, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory Ooh, to another. Yes. Like it's stepped. It's okay. Yes. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. You see, it's like, it's not saying in one day I just changed completely and I'm perfect now. <laughs> it's like, no, from one degree of glory to another, we are constantly being worked on. That's his promise. He is promising us that he is doing a good work in us until the day that we've become perfected. And that of course would be when we're our heavenly bodies. But it's like, that's, oh man, I just get excited. I don't know. Yeah. You can't see it on camera, but I'm just like, idiot. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> God is so good. It's like, he is, that's him. Yeah. You know, and as, I, as I'm thinking about that is, that is a constant message going to that same, the same lady. You know, they're like, she's a sinner. She's a sinner. Sinner. If he only knew. If he only knew. Of course, this guy's thinking it to himself. Yeah. If he only knew. Because he wasn't going to say it out in the room because, um, Jesus has a way. Right. <laughs> if he only knew. And yet, and from that message, what does she do? She washes, she kisses, and she anoints. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> does that sound familiar? I love that point that you got from the right, message, right. by the way. <laughs> Listen, look, I'm looking at y'all and I'm talking to y'all right now. Does that sound familiar? He washes, he kisses, he anoints, washes our sins away, holy kiss, and we're anointed. We're anointed. We're brought into the kingdom of heaven. We're brought into his family. We're children of God. We've been made holy. Yeah. Oh gosh, man. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. And I think, so our daughter watches a lot of minnow and yippee because we don't have her watching a lot of mainstream stuff. So she watches a lot of Christian made content and there's this little Thanksgiving song about pumpkin pie. (laughs) Um, But it starts off with, you know, I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for my dad. I'm thankful for my house and I'm thankful for my bed. I'm thankful for all that I've been given. Right. And at Thanksgiving, it's very easy as you're sitting around, whether you have a big group, a little group where you barely celebrate at all, you know, like it's easy when you're in giving thanks to think about those things. And I'm not saying not to, but it's an incomplete thanks. Um, it keeps us grounded and rooted in the world mm. and in all these things that will pass away. And I'm not saying that family passes. I mean, all believers will see in heaven. We'll have the biggest family we could ever imagine in heaven and afterward in the, in the new world. But 
be thankful and exercise. It's just an exercise. Mm. It's not, it just doesn't happen instantly. Right. But to start practicing thankfulness for the eternal things. Mm. And that gets our hearts and minds trained on things that last and what really, really, really matters. Again, going back to that sermon, another verse that was brought up, you know, if you don't, if you don't hate, and hate was a strong, a strong word that jars you, right? But it means like if you put anyone, father, mother, brother, sister, kid, in front of God, you're doing everyone a disservice. Right. Just like going back to the verse we've been talking about, you know, like if you put his glory first, it benefits you and everybody else. If you mm. if you put anything else first, it it just it's a broken plan. And being thankful and practicing, what are we thankful for? We're thankful for the trials. I like to put the things I would normally forget to be thankful for because they're hard to be thankful for first. So I don't forget them. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like I'm thankful for the trials. I'm thankful for the struggles. I'm thankful for the truthful, loving rebukes. Mm. And thank you for the lessons that I've learned that I didn't really want to learn, but I did. I'm thankful for all the times that God convicted me over things that I did that were not God intentions. But I, but at least I felt conviction because that's a step in the right direction. You know, I don't always feel like, I'm sh like, I don't, I don't think I could handle it if I was convicted every single time I did something wrong. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm, I'm thankful weird. for all of those things. I'm weird. I like it. No, right. I'm thankful for all those things. And then, of course, I'm thankful for the family, you know, both blood mm. and bought, you know, um, like blood bought and paid for by Christ. You know, like mm. I'm thankful for that family. I'm thankful that there are people coming to Christ every single day around the world. I'm thankful for all of those testimonies you see on Instagram reels and TikTok of people who have footage and photos from their life before they met Christ. And then their photos and footage of them today and how they were like, I was homeless and on drugs living mm. in my car. And then I found a Bible or, and then I stumbled into a church drunk or then I was on the run and someone showed me love. And now I have Jesus. I'm thankful for those stories. Yes. I don't know them all. I will never hear them all in this lifetime, but I'm thankful for them. Amen. I'm thankful for all those things. And if you sit and start thinking about things that bring God glory, mm. you get more and more detailed and specific, the more you practice it. And it just, it's a blessing. You, you, you can, that can pull you out of some dark places that you find yourself in if you focus on your current whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I hear those stories and I hear like oh, the question all the time, well, if God is so good and God is so loving and God is so 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 powerful, um, you know, um, omniscient. Why do these things, you know, why do these stories happen? Why do these bad things happen? And you know, sometimes I struggle with that answer. You know, it's like I'm sitting here here thinking about thankfulness. Of course, yeah. I'm over here wheels turning, y'all. So I'm sorry. Right. I don't even know this is on topic, but hey, this is what's You're coming on a out. Ride with We're us. on something, right? <laughs> but it's like, and I hear that so many times. And I think about like the the wickedness of my own heart, mm. you know, and in that wretchedness, that wickedness, that ugliness, that was me, was me. Here, that was me. What? That's not me now. New man, um, new wineskin. But uh, you know, he still chased me. He still sought me. He still loves, loved, and will continue to love me. And I think that when we look at those hard, hard stories, I mean, my story, you could look at it and be like, yo, God was horrible. I, I can't believe God didn't rescue him. God didn't take care of him. I'm sure that some people around me had that same question. Why God? Um, interesting enough, I've never sat there with the why God. You can look at other episodes, but... Um, the whole time he never forsaked me never you know it's like he was there it's like you, you look back again looking back mm -hmm. looking back it's like everything you thought was luck <laughs> you start to attribute to like oh i was blessed yeah. <laughs> i was blessed and you know 
at the end of the day, it's, it's a hard answer. It's a hard answer, but he knows the hearts of the people. He knows the wickedness of the people. He has he does protect a lot of people. And then some of those stories are, like you said, used to to glorify his kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have you seen, like another one, how many times have you not understood, like, like my gra- oh, I'm going to use it, he's dead. No, I'm just kidding. My grandpa. But it's like, my grandma died. Yeah. And he was wrecked. Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, I, and, and honestly, I, at that point, I was like, you need to ask God. Y'all, I wasn't even in like, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't even <laughs> at a submitted phase yet. And that was coming out my mouth. I'm like, well, what's God need you to do? <laughs> right? And uh, come to find out, come to find out, he was writing the tale of my grandmother's spirituality, mm. her relationship. And he learned how to have that relationship with God. See, overflow. It's amazing the way that he uses things. He is constantly working for his people. Yeah. His people. We have been predestined before, before. Mm. He knew us, right? Yeah. He knew us. Yeah. I don't know if that was even on topic, but it's like, no, it is. It's like, like, but it's just, it was in my heart. It's like, it's it's about the overflow. I think there's so many things you can go with the overflow because, you know, I think we normally hear overflow, maybe in a, in a, in a song, a hymn, a spiritual song. We often hear it from the pulpit about maybe money. Right. And I'm not even saying in your own church. A lot of us have churches that don't talk like that, but then there's like some mega church out there that does, and it sounds so loud, even though we're not even bothering with them. It's like it's loud anyway, if if you get what I mean. But um, (laughs) I'm just so aware that that's being said, you know, like that. And and so it's so real to me, even though it's not my reality, where it's like, you know, shaking down and press together the overflow, you know, you know, and it's just like, okay. So we, we hear overflow and sometimes we dismiss it because we're trying to protect ourselves from being covetous of worldly things. Mm. And we need to be careful of that because there is an opposite side of the spectrum in some things that's also wrong. You know, like, like trying to avoid all prosperity means you're avoiding spiritual prosperity too. You need to avoid the covetousness, the envy, the greed, the trying to store up worldly treasures. Right. But... Wanting to prosper in the eternal, that's righteousness. Wanting to invest and gain wealth in the spiritual, which means helping bring God glory, like being, not even helping, being used by God to bring him glory, letting him and joyfully doing so, obediently doing so. Those are things that are just priceless and they, and over time they craft us. Mm. And as I was, you know how I told you, like, as I'm learning about gardening, that I'm learning all these little things about plants that make me appreciate and see God. So I've been learning about the different types of veggies and which ones, like the planting cycles. This year you plant this there, and then next year don't plant that same thing because it did this to the soil, plant this thing instead. And as I was making my little type A chart, I noticed no ma- almost no matter what you plant, you can plant beans after. Mm. And what that means is, or I guess why that is, a lot of plants, they, they need a certain thing out of the soil. They draw it out of the soil. And then you draw them out of the soil and you eat them. But beans, they just grow. They take stuff from the soil, but they'll just grow. They don't really care who took what out of the soil last time. They just grow. And what they do is they put stuff back in the soil. They give back. They restore the soil. And so they're very generous. And so that that kind of relationship with the soil means I can rely on beans real well. right? <laughs> they're a very hardy thing legumes so i've started thinking i want to be a bean for god (laughs) Uh, in the sense of i want to be able to thrive in any kind of 
soil that's fertile, right? Like they can't grow in non-fertile, completely barren soil, y'all. But if there's anything in the soil, I want to be able to grow there. Meaning whatever situation God puts me in, I want to have the relationship with him where I trust him and know he put me there. Therefore, I can grow there because he's not the God of death. He's the God of life, right? Mm. So I want to know that. And then when I'm there, I want to be like not even focused on what I'm getting out of it. I want to focus on putting something back in. Right. Put life right. and nutrition right. back in the soil yeah. for whoever else is growing there or mm. will grow there one day. Mm. And that's that chain of thanksgiving right. and glory bringing, right. you know, and being used. That creates an overflow. Right. So be a bean. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Be a, be a bean. I'm thinking be about bean. food. Be a bean. Be a bean. You know, be bean. <laughs> I'll make a shirt. Be a bean. And then nice. if people ask you what that means, perfect segue. <laughs> so look, admission to iniquity. Yes. Right? Yes. Realizing where the cleansing came from. Yes. And why is that? So that we can go out and share this beautiful glory of mm. God to others. Yes. And how he ha- has the redemptive power to completely transform, change, and lift up your life. I love that. I love that. I love that. But hey, we love you guys. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. You Even know, if you're not yes. in a Thanksgiving yes. holiday place, we, we're thankful for y'all for sure. We are definitely. And look, Matthew 5, 16, because I love the end of the verse. <laughs> in the same way, let your light shine before others. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? If that's, if, don't make it just the season. Like it. It's Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm going to be cheerful. <laughs> I'm challenging you. 365 days of cheerful. I didn't say 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But in that day, be cheerful, right? So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Amen. Amen. So y'all, be sure to share this episode with someone that you think would be fed by it. Be a bean. And go ahead to thepantrypodcast.com where you can get the show notes. All the verses that we dropped today <laughs> will be listed there. And just let us know what you think. We love hearing from you guys. So until next time. Bye. Bye.